This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's something you loved as a kid, but now you're like, absolutely not? 651-641-1071. That's the question we're kicking off the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show with today, this beautiful Monday, May 17th. Hey, Holly Roberts, why are we asking this question? Hey, Bradley Trainer, we're asking this question. That was just something that was on my mind over the weekend. Summer is coming, and that means theme parks are going to be open, amusement parks. And that is something that I used to love as a kid. But now, Auntie Holly's favorite ride is the bench. Because I cannot go on any ride in a circular fashion. Otherwise, oh, it will be cookies for days on the pavement. <laughs> it's cookies for all of us. It's cookies for all of and you. And all of you as I barf everywhere. Yeah. Yes, I I totally understand. 651-641-1071. As a kid, spinny rides, awesome. Could not stop laughing. Loved. Now, barf in an instant. Yeah, the tilt-a-whirl hysterical load in a whole tilt-a-whirl vehicle with all the siblings all my sisters hysterical it was great now even just watching that thing i can't look at it or like when you go to the mall of america and there's that teenage mutant ninja turtle ride that's in nickelodeon universe and it it goes around in circles and then on the inside of it, it goes around in more circles nope. so you're like multiple circling nope. around and it's just and nope. i I mourn that, Bradley. I mourn not being able to go on those rides anymore. I do, too. You know, we went to, uh, and by the way, Grant, feel free to jump in if we've got some folks. We that... do have two, but you finish your thing, and then we'll get to the two calls. Awesome. Thank yep. you. Um, we went to Disney World. No, land, land, land. I have not been to Disney World. Disneyland in California. Yeah. And we went on uh, at California Adventure, the Tower of terror oh yeah now it's the uh galaxy Gal- guardians of the galaxy guardians ride. of the galaxy i three seconds away from vomiting on everyone oh no it was tr- terrifying and that's the ride where you drop and then you go up a little bit and then you drop some more. yeah so that you're constantly just being shot up and down in oh. this giant tower oh, oh. All right, that was fun. So six five one six four one one zero seven one. Grant, who is on the line? Dale is with us. How you doing, Dale? Good. Hey, Dale. What's I, what's something you loved as a kid, but now you're like, no way. Well, I love animals, and I've been to the zoo, but I cannot go to a zoo anymore. It seems like those animals are in jail and they're suffering, and I just don't enjoy it. I don't like the smell. I don't like the atmosphere. I I just can't do it anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand, um, especially some zoos more than others. It just, yeah. you know. It's a many-layered thing. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Dale. 
I will say the Minnesota Zoo, um, I, I do love the Minnesota Zoo, and I love zoos in general, as long as they're, they've got, you know, exhibits set up in such a way that sort of mimics the... Yeah, you know, if they have they have a conservation effort, yeah. and, the, and they have habitats for the animals and the care, and as long as all of those things are taken care of, oh yeah, wonderful places. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Who else is on the line? We have uh, Darren on the line with us. Hey, Darren! Hey, good afternoon. What's the thing you loved as a kid, but now you're not so hot on? Uh, it's probably a lot of people get this way, but uh, super sugary foods, like sugary cereals or uh, lots of candy bars or, or a lot of artificial flavor stuff, like those mm. uh, those Betty whatever, Betty Crocker, or not Betty Crocker. But you're thinking of Hostess of, uh, or Little yeah, Debbie? Like Little Debbie. Kind of things or the strawberry shortcakes, like that artificial fruity flavor. Mm. I just cannot do that anymore. Not your all. thing. Now yeah. you like natural fruit flavors. <laughs> yeah, now you just yeah, now it's all it's all about the real stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm old, twenty eight years old, you know. Really oh, yeah, you're real old. Years, mm-hmm. but, uh, you're so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. you know, can't change. <laughs> just handle that can't handle that artificial fruit like I used to. Oh, I get it. Oh yeah. Thank I you. I get for it. Your Thank call. you. Yeah, that was another yeah. thing that I put on the list. Sour patch kids used to love them. Used to go to the dollar movie theater on Tuesday nights, get a pack of Sour Patch Kids, and watch a third-rate movie. Not anymore. Why doesn't it do it for you anymore? Because it's so artificial and so sour. When you think about Sour Patch Kids, you're probably getting that sour thing in your mouth right now. When the word Sour Patch Kid gets inside your head, and it's just, oh, you just feel sick afterwards, and it's like, I'll just have a nice, sensible bowl of broccoli. It's fine. Okay. I think there's a like a long walk between Sour Patch Kids and broccoli. Well, I've taken that journey, Bradley. I am um, no, but I are. I'm similar in that I don't I don't appreciate the. I think when you're a kid, and I don't know, I bet somebody with like science could figure this out or has already, and we just don't know, or I'm not paying attention. But I imagine there's some kind of like awesome payoff when you're a kid and you have that sour experience versus by the time you get to be an adult, you're like, yeah, so I'm familiar with this sour thing you speak of. It's called a sugar high. Well, and that too, right? When like, you're the sugar adult, doesn't hurt. You have a little bit of a, some other kind of high, right? Sometimes, maybe? Oh. No? I mean, if you some do people that. do. Some people do. I don't know. <laughs> Could be drinking, you know, whatever. Yeah, I just, I'm saying specifically the sour thing, like, versus candy. Like, I, I love candy, but man, sour stuff, it just, like, rips the roof off your mouth. Well, right, as an adult, perhaps, if you're going to go for the candy, you're going to go for something... Like a Snickers bar or licorice. a Twix or licorice. You're not going to be Nobody's going. Nobody's going for licorice, Grant. Oh, was... come on. <laughs> licorice? Yes. Twizzlers. Twizzlers? Come on. Okay. All day long. Not black licorice, but Ew. some nice old Twizzlers. I could eat those any day of the week. I mean, I'm not opposed, but I just like <laughs> licorice is the first place you go. No, not the first, <laughs> oh, okay. but I can go All down right. that road. All right. Okay. I digress. If, if persuaded, Grant, you can go down that road. But when was the last time that you guys were offered... Uh, for perhaps a, a fun dip. Yeah, no. Oh by, gosh, by an it's adult. too sweet. That's funny. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah there's not like, <laughs> hey guys, want to go out and do some fun dip later after work? Yeah, that's great. Or when if you say that as an adult, it's like I'm I, I my assumption would be that that's a drug reference I'm not familiar with. <laughs> oh, exactly. Or it's like, hey guys, I got this variety pack of pixie sticks. Would you like some or the giant ones, the giant pixie oh. sticks? Yeah. yeah, I think a hundred years from now. People will be like, do you know a hundred years ago they fed children (laughs) 
straight sugar, thinking that it was healthy. Yeah, they found it. They said it was a source of pep and energy. Pep. <laughs> yes. Put a little pep in your step. Get yeah, little... at that point, sugar is probably going to be outlawed. So yeah. enjoy it while you can, Yay! you guys. Anybody else, Grant? Nope, not right now. Okay, okay. Holly. Yeah. Or I should say, let's ask Grant, maybe. Yeah. Grant, what's something that you loved as a kid, but now you're like, absolutely not? Uh, just being active in general. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm with you. See, mine's not as much as the circular aspects of the rides. It's just like, I don't trust the rides anymore. Oh, like uh, you're going to go flying off yeah, or something? Yeah, so I will never, like, I, I just don't do rides. I don't do them. I refuse to. I mean, Carnival, maybe Disneyland, Disney World. We're talking like a twenty-four year, twenty-four you know hour a day, all year round. They're working on those things, but State oh, Fair. Yeah. You're you not, not going to like the parking lot Carnival anymore. No, you won't catch me on the zipper at at uh, or even at Valley Fair. I won't do any of the big roller coasters. Really? Yeah, because there's something about I'm claustrophobic too. So when those little metal bars come down on you, and sometimes you know when they lock you in, and it's like you're either too loose uh-huh. or you're too tight. And if that too loose comes, I'm afraid I'm going to fall out. And if it's too tight, I feel like they're going to oh. get stuck that way and I'm going to get stuck in there. And uh-uh, just right, can't well, do it. You can sit on the bench with Holly. Yeah, yes. that's right. I'm going to have a book. I'm going to sit on the bench. And that's when you give the little nephews, here, have $20, fill yourself up yeah. with sugar and spin yourself around. <laughs> yes. And please find a trash can. And then I'll take you back to your mother so that you can vomit all over her carpet. Yes, that did, is why being an auntie is fun. Did you guys want to talk to Noelle quick? We yeah, got her quick. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Noelle's going to be the last word. Okay, Noelle, what's something you loved as a kid, but now you're like, no way. Oh, my God. As a kid... Vienna sausages? Okay, we missed the first part of what you said, and all we heard was Vienna sausages. So start over. <laughs> That's it. That's what it was. As a kid, I just loved the little cans of Vienna sausages. Oh. I don't know why I thought they were so great. It was the 70s. I was a latchkey kid. I, I, I loved them, and now I'm so, Noelle, did you go home after school and turn on Mike Douglas and crack a can of Vienna sausage? <laughs> Mike Douglas, maybe not. But yes, <laughs> yes to the cracking the can of Vienna sausage. Oh, God. I just, I, I see like meat jello staring back oh, at me. It's so horrifying. <laughs> but I just, I can remember the texture and I'll be like, yeah, this is awesome. I get the whole, and they had the little bitty cans. Ugh. And I'm like, I get the whole little can. Oh, Maybe it's because you just felt independent, like I'm making food for myself. <laughs> That's right. Pop the can open. Oh, yep, gosh. exactly. Well, I'm glad you <laughs> left those in the past. Hopefully, uh, you won't have to revisit them anytime soon. Otherwise, they <laughs> will revisit knows. you. Me too. Oh, thanks, Noel. Thanks, Noel. Thanks. All right, from Vienna sausages to Chloe Kardashian. I don't know what those two things have in common, other than they're both topics for discussion on the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll be right back. Okay, so is Chloe ever going to talk about the big elephant in the tabloid room here on the Colleen and Bradley show? We're about to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show. I just said that. Hi, I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. And Chloe Kardashian still has not talked about the allegations that Tristan Thompson, the uh, her alleged partner, because supposedly they're back together, right? But also the father of her child, mm-hmm. um, that he is or has cheated on her again. Again. And she has not talked about it at all. No. Like, literally, she's still ignoring this cheating, quote, scandal on social media and beyond. And um, I think it's so obvious, but I mean... 
the, the we've talked about this before, and I can tell you the details in just a moment, um, Holly. But essentially, I always assume when a Kardashian doesn't want to talk about what's staring them in the face, it's because it messes with this, the Kardashian space-time continuum? Yes, yes. Can you explain for the listener what that is, what the Kardashian space-time continuum is? The Kardashian space-time continuum is the way that the Kardashian-Jenners present themselves in public in relation to the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You know, oftentimes we'll get word of a story like this, like Tristan Thompson cheating on Khloe Kardashian. Well, there's a certain way that that story will roll out on social media, the way that it will roll out in the tabloids, and then eventually the way that it will roll out in the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And it's all very planned and very orchestrated in a way for maximum attention to be held. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever I see, you know, like, so again, it's been what? I don't even know how many weeks I now. A month? Too many. A lot of weeks. A lot of weeks. Since uh, these allegations that news broke that Thompson had allegedly cheated on Khloe Kardashian again, um, but she continues to be suspiciously silent. Mm. And there is more, there's a new, um, the reason we're talking about it today is that there is a further indication that she's intentionally remaining silent because he commented on her most recent Instagram post. She had posted apparently a trio of photos on her feed um, and Tristan responded. He commented with two heart emojis on a photo of his daughter and her mother. But as uh, Yahoo Entertainment points out, she has not responded to those emojis. Oh. And so if she didn't respond to those emojis, that means she's ignoring him on social. Oh. I don't even think it's so... Like, I don't think you just need to get that deep. I think it just goes back to that Kardashian space-time continuum thing, right? Like, she is not going to acknowledge anything, as you've laid out, until and unless it's ready to be fodder for, uh, you know, a plot twist on an episode of... If not keeping up with the Kardashians, whatever their next endeavor will be on Hulu. Yeah, because this isn't an opportunity for Chloe to clap back. Because if yes. we have learned anything about Chloe Kardashian, is she loves to position herself in a way that she can clap back at the haters. Yeah, anytime she can look like the clapper backer. <laughs> the clapper backer. Um, as seen on TV. As <laughs> seen on TV. <laughs> there really should be clapper. I don't know. Anyway. Um any chance that she has to to look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to download the new bumble now Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
do look like the clapperbacker she will take, to your point. Yeah, to clapperbacker or to vague book, because Khloe Kardashian is another person who really likes to uh, telegraph her emotions, where she is in life, through weird self-help quotes that she posts on Instagram without I mean, saying anything. You literally have a woman saying that she slept with Tristan Thompson, identifies his wing-wang. Oh, yes, I forgot. His peekab- quote, peekaboo wiener. Sorry, you guys, but that's, uh, that's what, what she, she called said. it. <laughs> so, like, she's giving details on his uh, manhood and, um, you know, being rather explicit about it. His attorney tries to shut her down in public. Yes. So, like, publicly responds um, to the allegations to try to shut her down. And yet, so, like, it's not like it would be one thing if uh, Sydney Chase, that is the woman who alleges that she had uh, relations with Tristan Thompson. Mm -hmm. um, It would be one thing if nobody took her seriously. But I think at the point that you have an attorney for the person being accused of cheating trying to shut you down, that means people are taking you seriously. Yeah. And to have somebody who's credibly accusing your man, quote unquote, of cheating, for somebody like Khloe Kardashian to remain silent for this long, it indicates that this is a conscious choice because she almost can't control herself from responding to like thinly veiled allegations on just about any other topic. Yeah, because you know that Khloe Kardashian is just stifling the urge to put up a fake Marilyn Monroe quote on her Instagram account. Like I'm concerned hot- for her insides. <laughs> I know. Like holding back all of that. Oh. that stress and uh reaction that that could be harmful for your uh Small intestine. Yeah, but you know that this is serious. You know, again, Bradley, uh, it wasn't just any attorney that was going after Sidney Chase that they hired. They hired Marty Singer, who is a big, high-powered Hollywood attorney. And who put Tristan Thompson in touch with Marty Singer, do we think? Well, Chris Jenner. Please. I mean, come on. Exactly. This is all being played out. Now, I'm looking at this Chloe Kardashian Instagram post. It's cute. Little Chloe, little true. And then his, you know, and then... Space-time continuum also goes to the world of social media because you can look at the comment section and Tristan Thompson's is the third comment that you see. He is a verified Instagram account. So him commenting on this photo, he totally understands, his people understand, maybe even Kris Jenner understands, that we are going to be seeing these two heart emojis up front and center behind somebody named Morgan Stewart and then Kim Kardashian. That is visible. Yeah. That is strategic. Yes, it's. but it's also interesting, is it not, that they don't have a Kardashian responding to any of these claims. Mm-hmm. So they're aware of them, but they're not doing anything about them. We'll see that on the Hulu series. Yes, we will. Guarantee or... Maybe an Oprah interview. Who knows? When we come back, Lord and Lady D-Bag. Celebrities behaving badly right here on My Talk 1071. Please take your shirts and pants off, people. I mean, you know, check your local listings. That might not be legal. And <laughs> you can take your shirts and pants off. Just cover your bits and pieces. There you go. Got it. Okay. So. It's called a swimsuit. <sighs> What's that? 
speaking of swimsuits, it's time for celebrities behaving badly here on the Colleen and Bradley show. We call them Lord and Lady Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's my tea bag? Who's your tea bag, Bradley? <laughs> Thank you for asking, of Holly. Of course. Um, it's very original. Uh, Rebel, no, not Rebel Wilson. It's the story about Rebel Wilson in the Daily Mail. Oh, frequent flyer. Boom, boom, boom. Um, okay, so here's the thing, Holly. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but the Daily Mail informed me. That Rebel Wilson lost 60 pounds. What? Actually, they said 30 kilos, because I think, well, that's less, I don't know. Anyway, 30 kilos. Significant weight loss. How do I know this? Because the Daily Mail tells me every day, because the Daily Mail cannot tell me a story about Rebel Wilson without talking about what? Her year of health. Her 60 pound or 30 kilo or whatever it is in the metric. Uh, I did I did the math. 30 kilograms equals 66.1 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And again, this is not about Rebel Wilson. This is about the Daily Mail yeah. being a hot mess. Because literally they were like, Rebel Wilson shows off her trim waist and slim down figure as she announces, she will make her directorial debut in 2020. So the actual news, the significant career move for Rebel Wilson in the story, is the thing that's mentioned last. Yes. No, literally. Get this. It takes like three three lines. Rebel Wilson has lost more than 30 kilos as part of her year of health. By the way, the year of health was over last year. Yeah. Uh, and the Australian actress looked nothing short of sensational in a chic red jumpsuit in on-set photos shared to her Instagram stories on Saturday. Have you heard anything about her directorial debut? No. 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 Where is it? Where is she getting behind the camera? Third Bradley? sentence, the 41-year-old Pitch Perfect star also used the opportunity to announce that her directorial debut is slated for 2022. Rebel accentuated her trim waist and slimmed down figure in a vibrant jumpsuit. Ah! And then they just continue to talk about her makeup. Ah! And they're like, also, she announced she's going to debut some directorials in 2022. And then went on to talk about... Her year of health again? Why are they doing this, Holly? I don't misogyny. But like, who's sexism? the person? So, did, are did they? Th- okay, question. Yes, you have all the answers because you're a woman. Or let me put it this way: I'm putting you in the position of having all the answers because you're the woman, mm-hmm. which is stupid. But um, <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. Yes, the point is like. They're either being like, it's a cynical ploy thinking that only wi- like women need to know, like women want to know that like they're only going to be attracted to the story about her directorial debut. Is it directorial? For some reason, it just wants to come out directorial. It's directorial. I know, but like, doesn't it sound better to say directorial I debut? Mean, I mean, that sounds like she's going to be sitting on the set with a beret and a <laughs> megaphone with her name on the back of a chair. D.W. Griffith. <laughs> Uh, that would be not, yeah, that didn't age well. Um, so there's, are they saying 
that uh, since women are the target audience, women aren't going to want to read about her directing a movie unless and until we give them the payoff of something about her body. Well, yeah, that's the cynical aspect of this. It's not Rebel Wilson. She's going to be directing a movie. She's going to be doing her debut. And guess what? That should be celebrated because there is a lack of female representation in the the directorial chair, specifically in Hollywood. That that is that is the essence of what should be celebrated in this story. But the Daily Mail's like, no, ladies be losing weight. <sighs> ladies be flaunting their body in a red jumpsuit. And by flaunting, she is literally Wearing? existing in a photograph, <laughs> Bradley, because this is something with the Daily Mail, too, where if you are in a female body and you are walking down the street, you are simply existing. You are flaunting yourself. Well, yeah, no, li- literally listen to the words again. Rebel accentuated her trim waist and slim down figure in a vibrant jumpsuit. Yeah. Accentuated as if she's intentionally foisting her her look upon you with her like slim waist. Yeah. Like she's she's weaponizing her weight loss. Yeah. Simply by existing in a female body, you're accentuating, you're flaunting, you're showing off, you're doing all of these things by just walking down the street. And this is something that the Daily Mail does, and I'm so glad you made them your D-bag, Bradley, because this has nothing to do with Rebel Wilson. This has everything to do with this publication that objectifies female bodies in a really eye-rolly, I would say borderline disrespectful way. Oh, yeah, I don't even know that it's borderline. Yeah, it's just disrespectful. It's just rude because it's like, okay, you asked me, I'm a person in a female body, right? Like last time... I'm. Okay, that looked pretty female to me. But that someone would make a judgment about me and particularly about a career accomplishment that I was really excited to do. But they would be like, Holly's walking, biking down the street, flaunting her body in her bike shorts. And that's the lead of the story. Yeah, it's it's really depressing. It, frankly, you have to get two thirds of the way through the article to find out what the actual project is. And I didn't know this. And like, if you would have led with this, maybe you could have, you know, like this, I would have found fascinating. In December 2019, Deadline reported that Rebel wrote a script for a movie. So she wrote a movie script. And I'm just finding out about it two-thirds of the way down the article when her biggest accomplishment, according to the Daily Mail, is the fact that she lost some weight. And then there's a bunch of pictures of her, like, flat flaunting it in our face when she's just, like, walking through time and space. Yeah, so not only did Rebel Wilson write the screenplay for this, but that she's going to be directing this project, too. That's Yeah, and got Lionsgate to pick it up. That's amazing. Yes. Congratulations, Rebel. The actual story is that she wrote a script and movie based on K-pop titled Soul Girls. That is the, you know, Korean pop music. Um, what do we call it? Phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motion picture group Lionsgate landing the rights. The film will reportedly follow a Korean American high school girl and her friends who enter a competition for uh, or to be the opening act of a popular K-pop boy band. The Soul Girls find their voices on the world's biggest stage. And she's writing that she wrote this and she directed and yes. she's going to direct it. Yes. But all we're talking about is that she's flaunting her waist in a jumpsuit. Yes. And we've talked about Rebel Wilson infinitely on this program because we find her 
news trajectory, head tablet gossip trajectory to be so bizarre. Yeah. And yet we didn't know that two years ago she wrote a movie script. Like shame on us, but also shame on the tabloids. Mm-hmm. Who's your D bag? Courtney Love. What? <laughs> Courtney Love. What's Courtney Love doing? Uh, well, she's making comments on on Facebook. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, she have nothing better to do. Facebook. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. But that's what Courtney Love is doing, and she has some things to say about Hulu's upcoming Pam and Tommy miniseries. Now, we've been getting little sneak peeks of this Pam and Tommy miniseries because Lily James is going under a remarkable transformation into mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson. The makeup, fantastic. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is intriguing to people. Well, Courtney Love isn't here for this, but it's that she is shaming Lily James for playing Pamela Anderson. That is the reason why Courtney Love is my D-bag. So, Wait, so she's saying that Why does she not want Lily James to play Pam? Here's what she says. Courtney Love says, when Pam and Tommy's sex tape was out, myself and some people, she said we were making a record. And the lone women in many recording studios in L.A., when all the engineers, producers, owners were watching the sex tape, uh, and she said it was disgusting. I banned anyone discussing it. It destroyed my friend Pamela's life utterly. And she went on to say, shame on Lily James for playing this role, who will portray Anderson. Now... Courtney is putting the cart before the horse, as they like to say. Okay. I don't, you know, and I'm open to this project. We don't know how this project is going to tackle that story. We also don't know how it came about. I don't know for sure that, I mean, it's just an obvious question. Did Pamela Anderson or Tommy Lee have anything to do with this movie? You know, I don't really think so, because this is a Seth Rogen project. Remember, he's the one who's producing this. Mm. But, and she said, shame on Lily James, whoever the bleep she is. Hashtag Mm, vile. mm -mm. Mm-mm. No. Hashtag vile? Yes. Oh. Now, one of the things that's that I feel like, I don't know, Courtney, did you read the script of this project? Because the trend is, of looking back at these stories from the 90s, we are going to unveil the story, perhaps, in a way that will put this into context and see how badly treated Pamela Anderson was at the time. That's a good point. You know, and so Courtney Love has no idea what this story is actually about. Now, she lived it, so she's going to have a very personal perspective on this. But to drag Lily James, to shade her, to shame her for this, it's just like... Contempt prior to investigation is what we call this. That's the intelligent way to put that, Bradley. Thank you very much. And it's, generally speaking, a bad idea. And it's why... You know, there are times and places for movie boycotts. Mm-hmm. It is a long and uh, uh, long history. But there are also times and places to suspend your judgment until you've seen the thing. Right. And I think in this seems to be one of those cases where perhaps we should suspend judgment until we've seen the thing. Yeah. Because we have no indication otherwise that it's particularly... I mean, that I'm aware of offensive. Well, we don't we're not aware of it. I don't think that Courtney Love is aware of it. Now, it's one thing if Courtney Love had watched it and then she had judgments on it, then I would be totally here for Courtney Love. But it's just, honey, no, like, let's just wait. When do I get to see this thing? I'm not sure. Probably in the the next year. Soon. And then we'll be able to. I will say I'm kind of blown away at uh, Lily James transformation it's amazing it's i was like amazing. is that pamela anderson or is that lily james playing pamela anderson yeah which should tell you how you know good it is or how bad my 
prescription is. Um, when we come back, Holly, yeah, you uh, have some Henry Cavill news, and I'm really excited. Also, not at all excited. <laughs> well, sell it, okay. Um, but mostly because it. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's just an opportunity to talk about Henry Cavill, who looks great mm. in a loincloth. But I kind of figure we're not talking about him in a loincloth. So we'll talk about... Uh, why you're bringing that story to the table when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. I hope you're really vibing off our afternoon delights here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, Holly Roberts spinning the records over at... Uh, I don't know. I where just look. I? I, don't I don't know where you are, but I am just <laughs> looking at you, and you look like you're spinning records oh, somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're playing Peaches right now by Justin Bieber since we're spinning records. But I know you've also got an update for us on Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, luscious, hunkalicious man that he is. I mean, and he's kind of attractive. I, oh God, he's just so fun to look at, <laughs> and he's got that British accent. Anyway, I'm very superficial. You actually want us to go a little deeper on Henry Cavill, um, because I think you've got um, an interesting story about him that you wanted to share. I'm sorry, I'm looking at pictures of him, and it's distracting. So I'm going to stop, and I'm going to listen to why you want us to know about Henry Cavill today. Well, you ogling Henry Cavill on social media is part of the problem, Bradley. Oh, what? We are the problem. Since Henry Cavill declared... That we are in the age of social enlightenment. Uh, we are? Apparently so. I kind of so. feel like we're the opposite, yeah. but okay. Apparently so. Henry Cavill going all Voltaire on us and saying that we're in the age of social enlightenment. And he's shaming us for gossiping about him. Oh, God. That's what's happening on A his A celebrity Instagram. telling me to not gossip about them. This should yes. be interesting. Where and how is he telling us this? He's doing it on Instagram. Okay. Nobody's paying attention his Instagram account. Now, are they? So, Henry Cavill posted a picture of himself and his lady, and then he wrote a long message. And I don't want to read all of it because words, because brevity. Yeah, we but, don't do a lot of that. <laughs> no, we don't do a lot of that. But he was talking about the speculation that was happening in his private life, and he's not here for it. He said that people have been speculating, and he needed to say something because the speculation has become too much, and it's a bad thing. And his counter to that is he says, quote, we are living in an age of social enlightenment. He said more and more, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, he said, I know it can be fun to speculate, to gossip and to dive into our own personal echo chambers on the Internet. But your, quote, passion is misplaced and it has caused harm to the people I care about the most. Mm hmm. He said, let's embrace this age of social enlightenment together and move forward with positivity. I am very happy in love and in my life. 
And I'll be enormously grateful if you are happy with me. If you can't bring yourself to be happy with me, then at the very least, try to do yourself proud and be the very best version of yourself. So is that like, I don't know, like, what do we call that? Like a reverse shame? I was going to say reverse (laughs) shamey, like... Because all those words are true. Like, there's nothing lies about it. No, there's, yeah. But it, but it sounds kind of shamey. And look, I'm here. Well, no, I'm not here for shame. Um, I am here for checking uh, egregious behavior. Yes. For, so mm-hmm. maybe he feels like he's been the target of some egregious behavior. Or that it sounds more aptly that people around him might be feeling some some uh, targeted behavior yes and probably specifically the person that he's currently in a relationship with well remember when henry cavill went public with his new girlfriend and it was maybe a couple of months ago and it was odd because it was this exclusive detailing of his personal life in a way where it was like well nobody really asked you henry cavill but you're putting it out here for our public consumption and why are you doing that and I, i think at the time we didn't really come to any kind of conclusion like, okay, is this for a project? Is this because you want to be Superman again? What's really going on? And I don't think we ever really came to an answer about that. Also, I bet, you know, most people don't probably know. I mean, I'm just being, look, most people probably don't know who Henry Cavill is. Right. Those of us who pay attention to pop culture do, mm-hmm. because we've got several reference points, Many of which are muscles attached to his body, but also because he was Superman, is Superman. He was in um, that Tudors drama, right? Wasn't it Tudors? Tudorville? Tooty Toot Toot, Rudy Toot, Tooty Fresh and Fruity? Wasn't it called The Tudors? Yes. That, That was, I think, the series that wherein he rose to a certain level of fame. My point is the average individual probably doesn't know what a Henry Cavill is. And so I feel like you he's speaking to such a narrow band mm-hmm. in the world, much less the internet, that it makes me wonder what he's really trying. Like, is he speaking more to his girlfriend? Sure. Like, is this message more aimed at, like, like perform- not performing, but like a, a performative statement to show his girlfriend that he's you know, going to stand up for her valor, honor, something. Well, yeah, yeah, like he's trying, like if she's the target of some social media BS, Mm -hmm. like is he making a public statement that makes her feel more, you know, protected or like um, secure? Sure, that could very well be the case. Because the average person doesn't know who he is, much less is not digging into his personal life. And there are so many other celebrities I could name, Kardashians, uh, people that are literally digging into the details of these people's lives. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't have a valid point. My point is it's a matter of degree, and I wonder what the true object of his, or the true, um, me- who is he really speaking to? Sure, because this message is totally going on the offense for Henry Cavill, so much so that he's turned off the comments on his Instagram post. And when somebody does that... They're making a declarative statement, but they also don't want to play ball with you and they don't want to hear it from you either. Yeah, so that's, that's also kind of frustrating because that just seems like a it seems a little. Yeah. 
a little like, okay, well, what's Prickly? going on? Who was who was slamming spicy. your girlfriend? Yeah, spicy. I mean, I get yeah. it if he's being defensive of his lady. Like, I would want him to defend me like that. Oh, I mean, you know, it would be fine if if he wanted to write a social media post about the Colleen and Bradley show. And he I would mean, be have like, you seen his face? Yes. I've seen Henry Cavill's face. I've also seen it. his muscles. Focus, focus. But it's just fascinating when a celebrity puts out a statement like this because it's like, yeah, of course, like be mindful of how you interact with everybody online because your words actually do impact people. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're getting attention by telling people not to pay attention to you. So you are playing in that attention game because this... Well, I will tell you. This is on CNN.com, which is a legitimate news source. The best way to keep somebody from paying attention to you, don't give them any attention. Yeah, you, you don't have to say anything. Yeah, especially when we're talking about trolls and bullies and people online. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, speaking of trolls and bullies on the radio, when we come back, uh, the question is... Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your favorite snack combo? Oh my god! Six five one six four. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to three hundred dollars off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. (sighs) Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.